morning, and welcome to the 4Q 2022 Steve Madden Limited Earnings Conference Call. All participants will be in listen-only mode. Should you need assistance, please signal a conference specialist by pressing the star key followed by zero. After today's presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To ask a question, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. Note this event is being recorded. I would now like to, re to turn the conference over to Danielle McCoy, Vice President of Investor Relations and Corporate Development. Go ahead. Thanks, Debbie, and good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining our fourth quarter and full year 2022 earnings call and webcast. Before we begin, I'd like to remind you that our remarks that follow, including answers to your questions, contain statements that we believe to be forward-looking statements within the meaning of the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act. These forward-looking statements are subject to risks that could cause actual results to materially differ from those expressed or implied by such forward-looking statements. These risks include, among others, matters that we have described in our press release issued earlier today and filings we make with the SEC. We disclaim any obligation to update these forward-looking statements, which may not be updated until our next quarterly earnings conference call, if at all. The financial results discussed on today's call are on an adjusted basis, unless otherwise noted. A reconciliation to the most directly comparable GAAP financial measure and other associated disclosures are contained in our earnings release. Joining me today on the call is Ed Rosenfeld, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer, and Zeen Mazuzi, Chief Financial Officer. With that, I'll turn the call over to Ed. Ed? Well, thanks, Danielle. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us to review Steve Madden's fourth quarter and full year 2022 results. We are pleased to have delivered fourth quarter earnings results in line with our expectations, despite an increasingly challenging backdrop. For the full year 2022, we achieved record financial performance, crossing the $2 billion mark in revenue for the first time, with double-digit percentage growth on both the top and bottom lines. These results demonstrate the power of our brands and the strength of our business model, as well as the disciplined execution of our strategy. Let me briefly walk you through that strategy and the progress we made on our key initiatives in 2022. First and foremost, our top priority, as always, is winning with product. By utilizing our proven model, which combines talented design teams, a test and react strategy, and an industry-leading speed-to-market capability, we consistently create trend-right product assortments and get them to market ahead of the competition. We are then supporting this great product with an always-on, full-funnel marketing and consumer engagement strategy. By combining outstanding product and effective marketing, we are creating deeper connections with our consumers, which in turn is enabling our success with our four key business drivers, <clears throat> the first of which is driving our direct-to-consumer business led by digital. In 2022, our DTC revenue increased 7% over 2021 and exceeded $500 million for the first time. Compared to pre-COVID 2019, DTC revenue was up 62%, including a 192% increase in digital. 
and we have increased our overall DTC penetration by approximately 700 basis points over this time period. Our second key business driver is expanding our business outside of footwear. In 2022, our accessories and apparel business exceeded $400 million in revenue and increased 13% over 2021. Steve Madden handbags grew 19% for the year. In apparel, we successfully transitioned from the BB Dakota Steve Madden co-brand to the Steve Madden brand for fall 2022. And overall apparel revenue for the year increased 38%. Our third key business driver is growing our business in international markets. International has been the fastest growing part of our business over the last few years, and we believe it represents our, long, our largest long-term growth opportunity going forward. 2022, we grew international revenue 56% compared to 2021. For the year, international represented 16% of our total revenue, up approximately 500 basis points from pre-COVID 2019. We also continue to make investments to drive international growth going forward. Part of our strategy in this business is to transition from the distributor model to an ownership model in key markets. In the Middle East, we've had a distributor relationship for over a decade, and in recent years, the brand has gained strong traction in the region. In order to capitalize on the significant growth opportunity we see in the GCC, in December, we converted that business to a joint venture model when we formed a new partnership with leading regional player, Apparel Group. We own 50.1% of the JV, and Apparel Group owns 49.9%. There are currently 21 Steve Madden stores in the territory, and we expect to end the year with between 25 and 30 locations. Finally, our fourth key business driver is continuing to strengthen the U.S. wholesale footwear business that remains the core of our business. In 2022, U.S. wholesale footwear revenue reached the $1 billion mark, increasing 13% over 2021, including more than 20% year-over-year growth in each of our four largest brands, Steve Madden, Dolce Vita, Ann Klein, and Betsy Johnson. So overall, 2022 was a strong year for Steve Madden, as we delivered record financial performance and demonstrated tangible progress on each of our key strategic initiatives. That said, the operating environment became increasingly challenging as the year progressed. Consumers began to pull back on discretionary spending, and more impactfully to us, our wholesale customers pulled back on orders as they prioritized inventory control. We also faced increasingly challenging comparisons with the prior year as the year went on, culminating in the fourth quarter when we were lapping a quarter where revenue was up 38% and diluted EPS was up 125% to pre-COVID 2019. As we look ahead, we expect these challenges to persist in the near term. Our wholesale customers have taken a conservative approach to spring orders. The outlook for overall consumer spending is uncertain. And we face tough comparisons in the first half, particularly in the first quarter, when the compares are very similar to what we faced in Q4. That said, we have a proven ability to navigate difficult market conditions and a track record <coughs> of taking market share during challenging economic periods, due largely to our agile business model, which enables us to run lean on inventory and chase goods in season when needed. And looking out further, we remain confident that we can leverage our core strengths, our people, 
our brands, and our business model to continue to drive progress on our key strategic initiatives, which in turn will enable us to deliver sustainable growth and create value for our stakeholders over the long term. Now, I'll turn it over to Zine to review our fourth quarter and full year 2022 financial results in more detail and provide our initial outlook for 2023. Thanks, Ed, and good morning, everyone. 2022 marked a record year in terms of both revenue and earnings. Our consolidated revenue in 2022 was $2.1 billion, a 13.7% increase compared to 2021. Our wholesale revenue was $1.6 billion, up 16.4% compared to the prior year, including an increase of 16.9% in wholesale footwear revenue to $1.2 billion, and an increase of 14.8% in wholesale accessories and apparel revenue to $394.7 million. In our direct-to-consumer segment, revenue was $521.7 million, a 6.9% increase compared to 2021, driven by growth in both the brick-and-mortar and and e-commerce businesses. Consolidated gross margin was 41.2% in 2022, a 10-basis point increase compared to 2021. Operating expenses were $591.3 million in 2022, compared to $505.6 million in 2021. As a percentage of revenue, operating expenses were 27.9% in 2022, compared to 27.1% in 2021. Operating income for 2022 totaled $282.6 million, or 13.3% of revenue, compared to $261.9 million, or 14% of revenue last year. Our effective tax rate for the year was 22.5%, compared to 21.2% in 2021. Finally, net income attributable to Steve Madden Limited for the year was $218.3 million, or $2.80 per diluted share, the highest in the company's history, compared to $203.7 million, or $2.50 per diluted share in 2021. Turning to the fourth quarter results, our consolidated revenue in the fourth quarter was $470.6 million, an 18.6% decrease compared to the prior year, And as I mentioned, we faced an extremely difficult comparison to the fourth quarter of 2021 when revenue was up 37.9% to pre-COVID 2019. Our wholesale revenue was $308.8 million, down 24.8% compared to the prior year when wholesale revenue was up 30.8% to 2019. Wholesale footwear revenue was $226 million, a 25.5% decrease from 2021 when wholesale footwear revenue was up 29.9% to 2019. Wholesale accessories and apparel revenue was $82.8 million, down 22.8% to last year when wholesale accessories and apparel revenue was up 33.3% to 2019. Now, our direct-to-consumer segment, revenue was $159.3 million, a 3.2% decrease compared to 2021, driven by a decline in brick-and-mortar business, partially offset by a modest increase in e-commerce. Ended the year with 232 company-operated brick-and-mortar retail stores, including 66 outlets, as well as six e-commerce websites and 20 company-operated concessions in international markets. 
turn to our licensing segment. Our licensing royalty income was $2.5 million in the quarter compared to $2.9 million last year. As we discussed last quarter, we've completed the wind down of our first cost business and transitioned those remaining private label customers from a buy-in Asian model to a wholesale model. And as such, we did not generate revenue in the first cost segment in the fourth quarter versus approximately $400,000 in revenue in the fourth quarter of last year. Consolidated gross margin was 42.2% in the quarter, expanding 100 basis points from the prior year. Wholesale gross margin was 30.5% compared to 31.8% last year due to increased closeouts compared to the prior year when closeout activity was unusually low. Direct-to-consumer gross margin was 64% compared to 63.5% last year. The 50 basis point increase was driven by a reduction in air freight expense. Operating expenses were $156.5 million in the quarter compared to $151.5 million last year. As a percentage of revenue, operating expenses were 33.2% in the quarter compared to 26.2% in 2021, reflecting expense fee leverage on a lower revenue base and a higher penetration of DTC. Operating income for the quarter totaled $42.2 million, or 9% of revenue, down from $86.9 million, or 15% of revenue last year. Our effective tax rate for the quarter was 20.9% compared to 18.3% in 2021. Finally, net income attributable to Steve Madden Limited for the quarter was $33.7 million, or $0.44 per diluted share, compared to $70.4 million, or $0.87 per diluted share in 2021. Moving to the balance sheet, our financial foundation remains strong. As of December 31, 2022, we had $289.8 million of cash, cash equivalents, and short-term investments, and no debt. Inventory was $228.8 million, down from $255.2 million in the prior year. Our capex in the quarter was $6.2 million. During the fourth quarter and full year 2022, our share repurchases totaled $36.8 million and $148.9 million, respectively, including shares acquired through the net settlement of employee stock awards. The company's board of directors approved a quarterly cash dividend of $0.21 cents per share. The dividend will be payable on March 24, 2023, to stockholders of record as of the close of business on March 10, 2023. Combining share repurchases and a dividend, we returned $214.9 million to shareholders in 2022. Turning to our outlook, we expect revenue for 2023 to decrease 6.5% to 8% compared to 2022, and we expect diluted EPS to be in the range of $2.40 to $2.50. As Ed mentioned, we faced extremely tough comparisons in the first quarter of 2023, very similar to those we faced in the fourth quarter of 2022. And therefore, we expect Q1 revenue and EPS to decline year over year at a percentage rate similar to what we just reported for Q4. Now I'd like to turn the call over to the operator for questions. Debbie? We will now begin the question and answer session. Is there a question? 
You may press star then one on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing the key. To withdraw your question, please press star then two. At this time, we will pause momentarily to fulfill our roster. First question is from Aubrey Tianello with B&T Paribas. Please go ahead. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking the question. Good morning. Uh, first, I wanted to hey, good morning. Uh, wanted to see if you could possibly provide any more color on what's embedded in the uh, 2023 revenue guide for a wholesale and DTC revenues for the year. Um, for the year, and if possible, also for for the first quarter as well. Uh, sure. Yeah. So for the full year. We're looking for wholesale to be down roughly 12 to 13 percent, uh, and for DTC to be up high single digits versus 2022. Uh, in terms of Q1, I think you should uh, expect revenue declines uh, year over year in line with what we just reported for Q4. Okay, great. Perfect. Uh, and then, and then maybe on on the wholesale side, on the wholesale footwear side in particular, if you could provide any any color on uh, what you're seeing from your from your different customer groupings in terms of sell through uh, and how that's kind of evolved in in the first quarter compared to the fourth quarter, any particular you know pockets of weakness or strength to call out, or or maybe it's similar kind of across the board. Yeah, honestly, I. I you know, obviously, uh, some are better than others, but generally speaking, we're seeing pretty consistent trends across channels. So I don't think there's anything uh, to really call out there. Uh, the challenge for us is, uh, particularly in our core brand, uh, Steve Madden, the inventory levels in the channel, uh, you know, we think they're too low. <laughs> uh, we think our wholesale customers need to take some more goods in. Um, you know, there are inventory levels are down considerably over uh, where they were a year ago. Um, and you asked about sell through. So, you know, with, with much lower inventory levels, our sales out to the consumer are also lower. Uh, good news is, um, if you look at the, at the most important customers, uh, the decline in sales uh, is less than the, than the <laughs> decline in the stock level, which means the goods are, are, you know, selling through at a higher percentage rate. Um, and uh, hopefully that will encourage our wholesale customers to step up and, and uh, increase those inventory levels. Okay, got it. Yeah, and if I could just follow on that with one more. I'm curious where, where lead times are at now, if, if those have fully normalized and, uh, you know, where, where you're at in terms of your ability to chase and, and then also, you know, as you, as you maybe kind of alluded to, like when, when your wholesale partners may be ready for that as well. Yeah, that's something we're excited about. The lead times are essentially back to back to normal, back to pre-COVID levels, uh, which means we're back to being able to uh, run the model uh, that uh, you know is what we think really differentiates us: being able to test and react, uh, utilize our speed to market capability uh, to react uh, close to and in season, um, and so we are prepared to chase and. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to do, doing that this year. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Thanks. The next 
question is from Laura Champagne with Loop Capital. Please go ahead. Um, thanks for taking my question. I, I get that the, the Q1 order pattern from wholesale is, is weak, but um, to have sales down that much for the full year, why would sales be down that much at um, full year at wholesale if your direct business actually grows? Have you seen a pattern like that historically? Uh, well, I think what we're seeing right now is a pretty big uh, disconnect from what's happening in terms of consumer demand and what's happening with uh, the wholesale customers uh, ordering. And that's because, uh, for the most part, our wholesale, you know, <laughs> pretty much across the board, our wholesale customers got into a position of having more inventory uh, than they wanted in our categories. And they, they were all looking to uh, get those inventories in line. And so they pulled back uh, pretty dramatically uh, on orders, um, and we felt that obviously in Q4, you saw that in the numbers, and we're feeling that for spring of 2023 uh, as well. So far, um, you know, has there been a pullback in consumer demand? A little bit, uh, but but the swing that we've seen in, and the pullback that we've seen from wholesale customers in terms of their orders uh, has far exceeded any pullback in consumer demand. So. Um, you know, that's what we're faced with in, in, in spring. We're going to start the year being down, obviously, double digits in, in, in the first, first half here in wholesale. Uh, and we're, we're hopeful that we can start to see an improvement in the back half. But that's how we're starting the year. Got it. And, and historically, have you seen that kind of a spread between wholesale and DTC where I understand DTC often does better, but where DTC is up for the full year, but wholesale is down double digits? I'd have to look back. I can't remember. This is a pretty wide, uh, wide divergence. The good news about this is usually these things converge over time. <laughs> uh, right. And so, uh, you know, I don't expect it to, to sustain like this for a long period. Understood. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. The next question is from Sam Poser with Williams Trading. Please go ahead. Um, a, a couple questions. Number one, within the guidance, thanks for taking my questions, folks. Um, within the guidance, have you, when you think about wholesale, I, I would assume you're thinking about wholesale data around, what, 20% in the first half of the year and then, less and, and up fractionally in the back half? Is that a good way to think about it? Round numbers, you're in, you're in the ballpark, yeah. Um, and, and then um, with, with the inventory, how on a if, – if everything – if all things being equal, you were doing the same volume today as you were a year ago, but the penetration of DTC changed, would you – what kind of – how much more inventory do you need to have? Because, you know, you guys used to run, you know, carrying about eight full weeks of supply of goods, and now you're running around 10. Is that really the – and with, with the speed back to normal, is that just because you need to the – the slightly less fast turn is because you just need to carry more inventory to support the direct-to-consumer business than you did prior uh, in 2019? Yes, that's right. Uh, wholesale turns about, you know, close to three times as fast as DTC. 
So as we've increased this DTC penetration by about 700 basis points compared to pre-COVID, that is going to slow down the overall turn. Um, and, and then lastly, the with the this this is are you are you taking into account that the wholesalers will improve their at once business with you? Or are you sort of taking it? Are you is the guidance reflecting what you're seeing today? The guidance mostly reflects what we're what we're seeing today. Uh, if if we get into chase mode and the wholesale customers are you know identify some trends and really want to go after uh, you know really want to chase business, uh, then that that would be potential upside here. All right. Um, well, have a. Have a very good year, and uh, speak soon. Thanks. Thank you, Sam. The next question is from Tom Nickick with Wedbush Securities. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, <clears throat> good morning. Thanks for taking my question. Um, uh, I guess how should we think about uh, margins uh, for this year? Is there any way you know we should think about uh, gross margins versus SG&A, uh, both uh, for the full year and for Q1? Sure. Uh, in terms of gross margin, uh, we think we can see a nice improvement overall. Uh, we're targeting around a 43 and a half uh, gross margin for the year. Um, so that's up about 230 basis points. You know, a little over half of that is just the mix of DTC increasing in penetration. And then there's some uh, number of puts and takes and, and number of factors, but the uh, most of the the biggest factor in the, the remainder of the increase is, is the freight benefit that we'll get uh, from the lower uh, ocean freight rates. Um, in terms of SG&A, uh, obviously uh, with the sales decline that we're having uh, and this uh, mixed shift towards DTC, there's going to be uh, there's going to be deleverage there. Um, so, uh, so you know, overall, if you're looking at operating margins, you know, the guidance implies sort of 12, 12 and change. Got it. Um, and if I, if I could follow up earlier on the, um, the the DTC versus wholesale growth. So I think you said DTC up high singles for this year. Um, does that include a, a contribution from the conversion of the, the Middle East distributor um, to a subsidiary? I think, I think you said you've got 20-ish uh, stores uh, in the region. So uh, does that contribute to the, the high single-digit growth that you're seeing in DTC? Yes, it does. It does. There's there's comp growth as well, but, uh, but that is included there. Okay. Uh, thanks very much, and uh, best of luck this year. Thanks, Tom. Question is from Jay Soul with UBS. Please go ahead. Great. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is Mauricio Sarna on behalf of Jay Soul. Thanks for taking our questions. Uh, I wanted to ask, you know, when you're talking about the first quarter guidance and you're expecting a similar decline as in the fourth Q, does that imply also DTC will be down, or what are you seeing there in terms of the DTC business? And then when we're thinking about the gross margin for the year, does that, you know, expansion over 200 basis points, does that include any negative impact uh, from a higher promotions or how are you thinking about promotions and how is that baked into the gross margin guidance? Thank you so much. 
Sure, yeah, in terms of DTC and Q1, yes, I think it should be uh, pretty similar to what you saw uh, in the back half of 2022. Each of Q3, we were down 4% year-over-year, excuse me, Q3, we were down 4%, Q4, down 3%, should be in that range uh, in Q1. Uh, in terms of the promotions, uh, we're going to have, you know, we're, we've built in uh, more promotional activity in the first half. Remember last year we still had a, a, an unusually low level of promo activity, uh, but we actually think that we can have uh, <coughs> less promotional activity in the back half, or at least particularly in Q4. Uh, so for the year, uh, probably pretty similar overall. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. The next question is from Paul Lewis with Citigroup. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks. It's Tracy Kogan filling in for Paul. I first wanted to ask a follow-up on, on the wholesale business. I was wondering if you'd seen any change or acceleration in uh, point-of-sale trends at your partners year-to-date, so in, in um, 2023. And then my second question is on your international opportunities. I was wondering uh, what you're expecting for the international business this year in terms of growth and what uh, regions you feel longer term you have the biggest opportunities in and also where you might have opportunities to convert uh, like you did in the Middle East. Thanks. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's still early. In terms of the, the, the uh, POS trends this year, um, <clears throat> we've got some, some items that we're very excited about for spring. Um, some early uh, some early selling on those items uh, that is uh, uh, pretty darn good. Um, we're very excited about some. You know, we've got some great flat sandals. I think better flat sandal early selling than we've had the last few years. Uh, loafers continue to do well. We're doing well with uh, some novelty. Um, you know, feathers, butterflies, flowers, etc. So we've got some things that we're excited about. But in in the wholesale channel. Um, you know, we're just now getting those reads. One of the, the, the challenges this year was that uh, the wholesale customers did not want to take in the spring goods as early as they have in prior years. Uh, so we talked about getting back to this test and react and, and our ability to chase, but typically by now we would already be chasing uh, stuff for second quarter because we would have had reads, say, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, um, and, and already been reacting to those. Uh, but because our wholesale customers took the goods in a little bit later, we're just now starting to see those reads. Um, so it is still uh, still early. But you know, overall, what we're seeing in our certainly in our direct to consumer channels and and then the very early reads is some good uh, is some good uh, sell through and uh, on the spring items. Uh, in terms of yeah, in terms of international. Um, you know, we talked about in the formal remarks, that's been the fastest growing part of the business over the last several years. Um, we're still uh, really pleased with the momentum that we see there, uh, you know, despite the headwinds this year and, and what we're seeing overall, you know, we still think that business can be a double-digit grower for, for us in 2023. Uh, obviously, we're not going to see the 50-plus the percent growth that we saw uh, uh, last year, or uh, but uh, but do think we can see double digits, um, and, and you know in terms of regions, it's still I think the EMEA region that we're the most excited about. That's been uh, the driver of growth for us 
uh, over the last several years, and I think even uh, in the next few years, that's where we see the biggest opportunity. We've just got tremendous momentum in Europe. Uh, obviously, you know we're we're aware of the some of the macro headwinds uh, in that region, but our business continues to uh, to chug along there, and, and we think we're going to grow there again this year. Um, and then, you know, also included there uh, in that region is, is the new Middle East uh, JV that we talked about that we're very excited about, and, and even some smaller businesses that we have really nice momentum in. You know, we're doing great in Israel and in South Africa, uh, et cetera. In terms of other regions that we may uh, convert, um, you know, there's a couple that we have our eye on. I'm not ready to, <laughs> to talk publicly about what those are because we don't know what direction... Uh, those discussions will go, uh, but there's, uh, I think there's potential for us to do at least one more in a smaller region in 2023. Great. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Again, if you have a question, please press star, then one. The next question is from Dana Telsey with Telsey Group. Please go ahead. Hi. Good morning, everyone. As you think about the wholesale business and parsing it apart, whether it's between discounters or department stores, whatever it may be, as you see the year progress, what, who would recover first? Is there any particular channel or, or category that typically places orders first? And what are you looking for to see the improvement in wholesale? Thank you. Well, it's really our, our first-tier customers that we would uh, look to for to recover first. And I'm, by that, I mean the department stores, the pure play, e-commerce players, et cetera. Those are the, those are the folks that, uh, you know, typically when we get strong selling, uh, we can chase goods for. Uh, some of the other businesses are, are planned out further. You know, if you think about our mass merchants, for instance, we don't really chase uh, in the same way in that in that tier of distribution, uh, but that first tier is, is where we'll be looking to, to, to chase into hot selling items. And then just through the fourth quarter, what's your view of the health of the consumer? Was there any difference by region? It seemed like one of the changes was e-commerce had the modest increase and brick and mortar slowed down a little bit. Anything to note in terms of the health of the consumer from what you saw? Look, as I, as I alluded to uh, earlier, um, you know, certainly the consu- you know, if you think about consumer demand, it's not as strong as it was um, a year ago. Uh, you know, we, ha- we have seen uh, some slowdown in, in consumer demand, uh, you know, and, and you know, discretionary spending on our categories. Uh, but, you know, that's not our primary issue right now. That, that, that slowdown has been uh, pretty modest. You know, you've seen our DTC has been running, you know, down 3%-ish. Uh, it's, it's really this pullback uh, from the wholesale customers, which has been much more dramatic, and it's related to them and their efforts to get their own inventories in line. Uh, in terms of, uh, you know, you asked about regions. If you look at, for instance, our comp store sales, I mean, the strongest uh, region for us in comps has been New York City, but that's really just a function of, you know, that was the latest to recover uh you know, from COVID, and so the, the comparisons there are easiest. Uh, so I, I don't think there's, there's much really to call out there other than that. 
Thank you. Thanks, Dana. Next, we have a follow-up question from Sam Poser. Please go ahead. Yeah, j just to follow up on 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 the on the direct to consumer business, um, the, the in the quarter compared to pre-COVID, can you tell us what your store, like how your store and your digital revenue was in the quarter versus Q419? Yeah, I can tell you we comped uh, up 12 in bricks and mortar. Uh, digital, I don't have the number in front of me, but it's up you know, much more dramatically than that. To, to, you know, as you know, for the year, I think the number was 192%. I think that's what we said. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if the Q4 was that strong, but it was very, you know, it was up significantly from Q4-19. So, so, when you, so, so is, is this a situation where the, during, during 2021, when there was the stimulus and everything around um, that, that generated a lot of direct-to-consumer business, especially e-commerce for you, you've been able to retain a good bunch of that, but you have more customers than you did prior, you know, in 2019. And so when you're talking about the weakening consumer, arguably for you, the consumer right now is significantly stronger than they were pre-COVID, but last year, but 2021 was inflated for many different reasons. Is that a, is that a fair, is, is that fair? Is that the, because I don't know, it's, I can't wrap my arms around the consumer's week. I wrap myself around a lot of people over, a lot of retailers specifically overestimated the momentum coming out of 2021 and caused, and a lot of that caused havoc with 2022. Yeah, my comment about, about, uh, you know, some softening in consumer demand was was in comparison to the prior year. Uh, and to your point, uh, the prior year was a pretty special moment because we had tremendous pent-up demand. <laughs> we had uh, consumers with a lot of money in their pockets uh, due to stimulus payments. And there were a lot of, uh, it was, you know, a lot of good things happening. We had <laughs> some supply chain issues, which meant there was a lack of goods out there. And, and so very little discounting, et cetera. So, uh, so, you know, we were comparing against a pretty special time. Uh, we're a little bit softer than, than that point, but at, at, to your point, uh, overall, a DTC business that's much bigger and much stronger than it was pre-COVID. And so, I, I mean, and then just lastly, back to where I on the previous, when I was on the floor with the question, and you mentioned it, the whole, your wholesale sell-through rates are strong. These most of these big retailers are overstocked in are are overstocked in footwear footwear vendors and that are other than yourself as well as in other categories um, other than yourself, which is precluding the fill-in orders as they work to liquidate those goods. Uh, I mean, is that that seems to be what's going on? Is that what's is that what's going on here? Yeah, I think you've summed it up. Yeah. All right. Um, well, have a great year. Thanks very much. Thanks, Sam.
concludes our question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Ed Rosenfeld for any closing remarks. Great. Well, thanks, everybody, for, uh, for joining us this morning. And uh, have a great day. We look forward to speaking with you on the next call. Conference is now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect.